kids on another friday or whatever day it is you listen to oddity files the podcast with myself kitsy duncan and this awesome dude over here who goes by oh it's me uh, mario nick, nick floyd just kidding <laughs> i wish you know one of my favorite things of I'm not going to get into a whole convention thing, but my favorite things about doing convention conventions. Confessions. <laughs> well, I mean, it's photo op booth, same thing. Um, is like when somebody comes in, like, I can't think of his name right now, but the guy who does Mario, and a kid walks in and he goes, it's me, Mario. And I'm just like, hee <laughs> The most wonderful moment was when Alan Tudyk brought out the King Candy at one con. And I was just oh. like, Scooey. Yeah, that's so. that's the one. That's uh, I don't know. I don't know what I do. I, I don't know. I get. I just uh, like being a kid and hearing a character that you watch on TV do the voice because your brain doesn't really connect to that yet. Right. It's like that's a real person to you. That's a real human character to you. I oh, know. I know. I'm I'm gonna meet Owen Wilson at an upcoming convention and I'm like, Abe loves cars. Mm. But he wouldn't if Gigi got a picture with the guy who was Lightning McQueen, he would have no fucking clue. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out how to finagle a recording where Lightning McQueen says hi to Abe. So oh. I hope he likes me. <laughs> I mean, he's got he's been in Hollywood this long. He's gotten this far in his career without any bad stuff coming out. So I imagine he's probably got to be a relatively nice person. We shall see if I can, you know, work up the balls to even ask. Yeah. So how are you, Nick? I, you know, y'all moved in. I'm mostly your, your new <laughs> studio looks amazing. Thank you. No more forest background. I'm I almost have all the posters up for those on Patreon, but I ordered um a poster to replace this one right here it should be here by the next time we record so everything will be coming i mean there's posters everywhere i can you know that's all i got my bigfoot my toys and stuff um but the best part about moving is <clears throat> the good folks at ugly must have known that i was moving when i was moving because <laughs> the moment that we got settled Ugly announced that they are going to be in sixty-five over sixty-five hundred CVS stores across the country. Somebody posted in the Oddity Files group that they found Ugly at a CVS store. Yeah, they found the huh. the, the fruit punch, and um, I went to f- five different CVSs in the Orlando area, and they did not have them. There were stock issues, whatever, and I finally went out on. Uh, on Monday, excuse me, and was just driving around and went to the one on International Drive, and they had all of them in stock. Um, What? So I bought all of them. (laughs) (laughs) Sold out. Like you do. International Drive. Orlando. Yeah, try to get them. They're not there. They're all in my house. Um, (laughs) But what's really cool is they used to do the the lime, cherry, 
and peach and we're not sponsored by the way i just have an unhealthy obsession um but uh this cvs rollout was the first soda flavor so that's fruit punch dr ugly which is uh like a dr pepper nice and then cherry cola which is their cherry coke and i've had the cherry cola and it's divine uh, but i'm on like my fifth can of this Dr. Ugly, this Dr. Pepper flavor, and it is amazing. You know, I do love me some Dr. Pepper. So, soda-wise, I'm either, I'm Diet Pepsi, first and foremost. Yeah. But not, not everywhere has Diet Pepsi. And yes, I'm disappointed in all of you places that only carry Diet <laughs> Coke. Um, but I am Pepsi generation, motherfuckers. <laughs> anyway. Um, but I, I do like a Dr. Pepper to replace it if I if I need the caffeine. If I don't, do like me a good Barks root beer mm. with bite. They did a root beer flavor because they do limited editions, which they've been testing. And I was like, please put them in stores. Please put them in stores. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sure the listeners are like, man, it's good to not hear him talk about what TV shows he's watching. or. Oh, I've or got <laughs> a list of shows I actually got to watch this week. So pace yourselves, people. <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, uh, CVS, it's available everywhere. You don't ha- just have to order it online. Um, so I highly recommend going to CVS and trying. But just remember, it's sparkling water still. So if you're going to expect, if you're like a soda drinker and you're going to expect this like divine soda replacer, it very well could be. But just remember, it's there's no sugar. There's, no, there's nothing. It's just spark- flavored sparkling water. So... Um, I wish some of them would put a little bit of artificial sweeteners in them. Those are my favorite sparkling waters because I do I do have a sweet tooth, and that's why I love the Diet Pepsi because it does curb my sweet tooth. Yeah. And I've been trying all the sparkling waters, Nick. I did try Waterloo, mm-hmm. which is good. It's got a little it's too got, fruity for me. See, I like I like the flavor of it. It's yeah. my favorite so far. The lemon lime is very delicious. I have gone through. <laughs> I've done. Um, the Ahas are really good. That's that's Coke's brand of sparkling water. The Bubblies are good, uh, very base level flavor. That's Pepsi's brand. Waterloo is is solid. Polar is great. Um, polar uh, usually is out of public. Not enough flavor for me in the Polar. It's very Abe mild. Tried one. He's like, I can't. N- no, yuck. No. <laughs> it's very very mild. The Waterloo. Because I like to have them with di- with meals and stuff, so I don't like anything too flavorful. So Waterloo for me sometimes is like a little too overbearing. But the lemon lime during the day is just something to sip on. It, the flavor is chef's kiss. So <laughs> love it, love it. But anyway, so, yeah. You know, ugly. If you do want to sponsor us, just just let us know. We'll we'll let you sponsor us for ugly. Yeah. Oh, I've already told. I've already messaged him. I'm like, listen, if you guys need someone to make sure your Orlando area stores are stocked up, you just ship a pallet to my house, and I will drive to all of the zip coded CVSs, drop that shit off, and just let me keep a few, and I will be your supplier. I love it. <laughs> it's love unhealthy, it. but it is healthy because it's good for my body. So there you go. Speaking <laughs> of good for your body, today I tried one of those. Vitamin IV treatments. Ooh. Um, and we'll see. I'm I was super stoked about it. Took a little longer than I thought it was going to, but you know, usually when I'm hooked up to an IV, I'm feeling like shit and have no idea how long it takes to go through my system. But to to make it weird and paranormal, the first time I peed afterwards, I thought it was radioactive. 
just putting that out there. It was like a neon yellow. Hello, vitamin B that did not want to stay in my body. Yeah. But so far, I'm feeling great. So I couldn't do it. I, I would. I would rather. It's just funny because like I'll get a tattoo any day of the week, any hour of the. I've gotten tattoos at seven to eight o'clock in the morning. I've gotten tattoos into the night. I will. I will do that all day. But if you put an IV in me, I would rather. Instead of go to an IV lounge, I would rather shove vitamins in other parts of my body before I. I mean, really anywhere uh, than, than, than than go get an IV because I cannot do it. I can't do it. Really? Yeah. It's funny because she got me all hooked up, and you know you could see the needle going into my skin, and she's like, "Oh gosh, do you want me to cover that up?" And I am. I can't, okay, people, tweet at a bitch. I can't be the only person who um, You're like, yes. feels this way, at Kitsy Duncan. I love to watch the needle go in, and I love to watch the blood spurt into the thing whenever they're doing blood tests on me. Am I the only one? Mm, I, I, th- I feel like it's a very common thing, but that's like, that's the line for me. I, but I love watching myself getting tatted. You know, I'll get the tatted, and I'll sit here, and I'll just like, oh, wow, oh, look at Look yeah, at that but you don't actually—it's so fast you can't see the needles going in. No, it's super—it's like technology, but there's nothing technological about shoving a damn needle in the worst part of your in your vein, in your just right in there. In I can't, I just can't do in your vein. In your vein, I think I've just had the worst experiences. I, there were two experiences. One, I was very young and I had, uh, I was very sick when I was in uh, middle or high school. I can't really remember. And I had the IV in, and they had to get two vials of blood. So they they swapped, they filled one up, and then they swapped it, and they bumped the needle while it was in my arm, which is apparently a common thing. But that, yeah. I mean, you have one bad experience in that molding phase. I was young and I was, you know, that affected me. And then another, when I was older, it wasn't an IV, but it was an injection. It was a vaccination. And I went, it was like a CVS or whatever. And she's like, okay. And she went to go put it in my arm. And she's like, oh, she's like, that wouldn't go in. You got like rhino skin. She's like, okay, just hang <laughs> on one second. And she holds my arm and she goes, bam, and just slams that shit into my arm. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> I don't think she knew what she was doing, no. Nick. I really don't. Rhino skin. Yeah. What the fuck? That was the word. It was, it, yeah, it, rhino skin. I remember it like it was yesterday, and she just, sla- I mean, she just rammed that thing in my arm like she was <laughs> She was Mad Max. Oh, fuck. Um, yeah, so I'll keep you posted on this thing. <laughs> I'm like, how often am I supposed to get this done? She's like, well, you can't get it done, another one, at least until a week from now. But some people get it, you know, two weeks later. And I'm like, well, this wasn't cheap. So I'm going to see if I like it before I book my next one. Yeah, you go, how often do I need to get it? And she goes, well, it depends on how much money you got. (laughs) Literally. Literally. You got the funds come every day. (laughs) Our our old friends, since, you know, I I was in my... Mid thirties and started getting Botox. So I don't even feel them poking my forehead anymore. <laughs> the lips hurt. And if, update: they are not swollen anymore. So I think this is where I'm going to end up. If anybody's ever had their lips done, they know you you get it done and then you swell up like a duck. <laughs> and um, you got to wait for the swelling. Sometimes it's the swelling lasts for a week. Sometimes it lasts for a day. It all just depends on 
how good your doctor is. But uh, I think I'm where I'm going to be right now, and I'm very happy with it. So yay. Yes, I am. I have fake boobs, fake lips, and Botox in my forehead. Oh, so yeah, every part of me wants to try it um, just to see what the experience is like. So Patreon, uh, there's going to be a new level to get Nick some lip filler. Uh, it got hurts it. so bad. $20,000 is a new Patreon level. $20,000, that'll pay for the... No, don't do it. That, don't do it. Don't do it. I found the line for myself. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see right. you with duck lips, though. I'd be yeah. like, no, put some more in. Because you know I'd be there cheering you on the entire time. Oh, you would. Uh, okay, I've got TV shows I've watched. And they have to do with paranormal. Like, nothing has so far during <laughs> this episode. Um, I watched the show The Nevers mm-hmm. on HBO Max. I didn't even realize it was done by Joss Whedon, which yeah. I know he's controversial right now, so mm-hmm. I'm not even going to touch that with a 10-foot pole. Yeah. But it was really good. It was done really well. Um, the lead actress in it, don't ask me her name because <laughs> you guys know me and names, but she played Jamie's sister on Outlander. So uh. I kept going, God, I know her from somewhere. Um, but it was it was very well done. It was kind of like... An all-female um, X-Men in Victorian times. Mm. So I really enjoyed it. The last episode, hated it. Not going to lie. Hated the first half of it. But the ending was good. Then, yesterday, I was folding laundry. That's I've been doing shit around the house because I have two house guests this weekend. And I'm freaking the fuck out because I have not cleaned my house oh, no. in 15 months. At least not well, um, I watched UFO Declassified, the one that was live where we were talking mm. about that last week. Josh yeah. Gates, it's on Discovery Plus. It was very well done. George Knapp was on there, and I was so excited because I've been on his radio show, and I was so excited. I'm like, I know him. That's amazing. Um, but what is this UAP shit? Why can't we just call them UFOs? Why do they have to be UAPs now? Well, I think. I- I mean, I don't, I don't want to go on a crazy rant like I did last week, but I feel like... You know, feel free. Uh, of all the things, I feel like that's... Uh, the term UFO, I feel, personally, I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but for me personally, I feel like the term UFO has been fantasized quite a bit. Okay. Uh, I, yes, I get that. A little too much to the point where... You start throwing around UFOs and you send people into a tizzy where you think the government's going to announce that little green men are walking across our own planet. You call them UAPs and you normalize it immediately. I mean, we can talk What's about the U it. stand for? It's not unidentified. It's what? Uh, I'm not 100% sure about that. Un- understandable. UAP. Aerial phenomenon. I know that part, but the U is different than unidentified, and I can't remember what it is. No, it's unidentified. Is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well. But I, th- I feel like you just changed, because again, UFOs, you, I mean, everything we've known from be predating Roswell, it was UFO this, UFO that, aliens, aliens, little green man, UAP. It's just all about normalizing so we can actually talk about it, like, civilized, <laughs> logical. Can we, though? I, I refuse to, but that's a choice. Yeah. 
but but yeah, I especially now. I mean, when you said UFO declassified, I, I kind of I was racking my brain because I saw something on Showtime that J.J. Abrams is producing a UF a show a documentary show called uh, UFO, and then Netflix has one that's like UFO declassified project something that they're coming out with. So I think that now we're getting all these UFO shows that the government's like, well, we're fucked. We got to change it. We got to change <laughs> it. <laughs> so instead of MUFON, it'll be MAUPON? Yeah, that sounds great. Okay. Yeah. Should we should we t- <laughs> trademark that right now? I think we should. <laughs> um, and then after I was done watching UFO Declassifi- Declassified Live, by the way, again, Josh Gates, adorable dad bod of the century love him automatically started playing after that was the secret of skinwalker ranch Mm. which i forgot came out and i don't know if you know this nick but i met the guy who actually owns skinwalker ranch right now um brandon fugel and it was Mm. cool to see him on the show so what he did is he bought the property and then He's just having all these different scientists run around and try to figure out what's going on. I oh, got cool. two episodes in. Yeah, it was. it's really good. I will say for all these scientists, some of the ways they're collecting evidence is a little janky. Um, but <laughs> it's, still, it's still a really good time. And I'm telling you, so they've had all the scientists out there. And I will claim this. This is mine, people. You cannot make this show. I got to get a hold of Brandon about it. But they've had all the scientists there collecting all the scientist data, but they keep talking about the energy there, the energy there. Mm. They need to have an empath, a psychic, and a medium, and like all kinds of woo woo type people there trying to figure out what this energy is. Because yeah. so far, they can't figure it out. And when the scientist gets an overwhelming, like, paranormal feeling, anybody who's, you know, been around a spirit and you get that lightheaded vibe and you don't know where it came from, should have seen the scientist freaking out when that happened to him. Yeah. So um, I can't wait to finish it. It's a it's a good watch, and I highly recommend it. It's one more thing I need to cover. Give me two seconds as I pull it up on my phone. Um. I believe I sent it to you. Yes, I figured out the meaning of crows mm-hmm. and hitting your house. And I sent it to Nicholas mm-hmm. and my friend KJ. Um, it says, where I got it from, I don't know, because this is just a screen grab I sent Nick. Uh, contrary to popular belief, no, I don't want to save it. Uh, crows are commonly viewed as good omens. Crows are commonly believed to represent positive meanings such as transformation, destiny, intelligence, fearlessness, mystery, adaptability, and a higher perspective, as well as bearing some negative associations with manipulation and mischief. So there you go. Mystery solved. All the good things coming my way. I don't know. I don't see them anymore, but I hear them (laughs) all around my house. So... I don't know if they're like surrounding it in the woods or what's going on. Yeah. Um, I can't talk about PopCon, which was last weekend, which is 
it was last weekend when this airs. It's actually coming up for me this weekend. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, you guys will get that a little late. I'm sure it's going to go fabulous. Super excited about it. Um, any ghosts in the new house, Nick? No ghosts in the new house. Good. Uh yeah, I mean it's a townhouse. Yeah. I, I, you don't see a lot of stories of uh, hauntings of ta- the haunting of townhomes. Just didn't have a good. You don't know if the it. kid who lived there before you had the Ouija board out. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's very true. Anything's possible. We are next to Disney. The only the only thing that we're haunted by are uh, a nightly display of beautiful fireworks that start around 9:15 oh, and end at about 9:33. Um, How do your dogs handle that? They handle it super well. I. I didn't, it just didn't register. I was so tired and I was watching uh, Fear Street and the firework was timed with a jump scare very well the first one. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't really bode well for me. Uh, Then I realized it was just Disney fireworks and it was fine. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, it was a good time. And everybody's settling in well, the fiance, the kiddo, the pups. Yep. It's uh, it's nice. It's almost too quiet. We all have our own space, and it's 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 weird. But here we are. It's good to be back in Florida. We're in Florida, but it doesn't feel like we're in Florida. We're, we're I mean, we're eight minutes from Disney, but it feels I don't I still don't know where we are to be <laughs> completely honest because it's just not Orlando. It's it's really really. I mean, it is, but it isn't, and it's I don't know. It's it's good to be back. It's good to be home to to see everybody and friends and family and all that. But yeah, it's such a surreal feeling because it just feels like we were never here because of where we are. Yeah. 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 But. I saw on the Instagrams your mom's super happy to have you back. Someday. Yeah, she's she's happy. She's she's glad. And once we finally get all the boxes unpacked, we'll have more movie nights and and uh, adventures and all that stuff. But a lot of boxes being unpacked and then in between the boxes being unpacked I'm just like every movie and show that I've been behind on I'm just watching from you know unpack until nine and then just watch movies and shit from like nine to twelve or one in the morning so there's no sleep for Nick is what you're saying no I mean there's very little but (laughs) we'll sleep when we're dead motherfuckers yeah yeah I, I have to be entertained I require it Oh, shoot. Okay. Anything else that you need to go over, sir? How was your, your movie that scared you with the fireworks? Uh, I mean, I, I'm hoping, I'm anxious because I have friends who are in these Fear Street movies on Netflix. So Fear Street came out this week, and then Werewolves Within came out this week. And Werewolves Within, I highly recommend. It was very funny. Uh, it was a super good time, a really fun whodunit. But Fear Street, very witchy. Very R.L. Stein world building. There are a lot of problems with the movie. A lot. But it was a good time. And some of the kills were gross. And the concept of the witchiness and stuff, once that all kicked in, I'm very anxious to see next week's. Because each... So it's a trilogy of movies. This one was 1994. Next week's uh, is 1974 or... seven? No, 1978. And then the third and final installation is 1666. So all the way back to like Salem Witch Trials. And it's very cool how they're doing it. And I'm very anxious to see what happens. But I was not a big fan of this first one. It was chaos in the worst. The editing was just, I mean, the camera would be like, cut, cut, cut. It was like watching an episode of American Horror Story, except 
what was on screen was just not near as interesting. Okay. Unfortunately. <laughs> gotcha. That's a terrible gotcha. review. Uh, <laughs> it kind of sort of is. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Uh, I guess we should continue. I know we're kind of on a time schedule with you here today, so let's throw it over to Jess quickly. Jess, go. <laughs> hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. On Saturday, July 17th, we have our annual Sun-Pluto opposition. There are lots of ways that this aspect can manifest if it touches your chart, but themes of ego destruction will be the common denominator in all cases. Sun opposite Pluto pits us against our own shadow, and the results usually aren't very pretty. Much depends on how familiar you are with your own character defects and how ready you are to accept them, especially when they're being mirrored back at you. Sounds easy, but it's not. Oppositions come at us through other people, so if this one's hitting you, you're likely to be involved in some form of manipulation, intrigue, or battle for dominance. You could be the victim or the perpetrator, but someone else will be involved, control issues that threaten you to your very core will be exposed, and you'll not readily see that what's coming up is yours and yours alone, so tread carefully. Sunday is a wonky day. There's really no other word to describe it. We have three separate inconjuncts perfecting on this day, involving almost all of the major players. Venus in conjuncts Pluto from 25 degrees of Leo to Capricorn, Mercury in conjuncts Saturn from 11 degrees of Cancer to Aquarius, and Mars in conjuncts Neptune from 23 degrees of Leo to Pisces. Yuck. You may recall that in conjuncts are those pesky 150 degree angles that force planets to have a conversation from signs that just don't mesh well together. The result is awkward and imbalanced energy that can and usually does veer off the rails rather quickly. One of these fuckers is bad enough. Three of them on the same day is just gross. Compounding the intensity of this bullshit is the fact that all of the personal planets are involved, and each one of them is dancing with an outer planet that can really mess things up in its own right. And we have this going on times three. So if you feel like things are just off on Sunday, try not to overthink it. You aren't imagining things. The vibe is weird, and the energy is going to be all over the map. The middle of next week sees two lane changes back to back. On Wednesday the 21st, Venus moves into Virgo, and on Thursday the 22nd, the Sun moves into Leo. One of these moves is really good, and one of these moves is really not. So let's save the best for last. Venus into Virgo gets the dunce cap. Because Venus is in her fall here, she's extremely weak and ineffective in Virgo. Venus is like Cindy Lauper and girls just want to have fun, and Virgo is her cock-blocking parents. Maybe I'm dating myself with that reference, but whatever, you get the idea. It's angsty and 80s and impossibly annoying. Sun into Leo, on the other hand, will feel much more manageable. Sweet, sweet relief from cancer season at last. The sun rules Leo, so our star is right where he belongs. Leo is the sign of childlike creativity, play, romance. So make sure you get out there and enjoy yourself while he's here. Summer's hitting its stride. Maybe the people who run the weather machines will give us a break and adjust accordingly. I'm changing my plug this week because I have some big news. I'm opening a brick and mortar store in lovely Waltham, Massachusetts. So if you're in the Boston area, please come visit my grand opening next week from July 22nd through July 24th. I'll be opening the doors from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. on those days, and I'm running a kick-ass raffle with tons of amazing prizes. Crystals, readings, essential oils, you name it. I've got it. For those of you who aren't local, I'll be relaunching my online shop that weekend too. To get yourself a discount coupon that's good for products and services, get yourself on my mailing list by emailing me at misfortune1111 at gmail.com. That's M-S-F-O-R-T-U-N-E-1111 at gmail.com. Ciao for now. Excellent, Jess. You are the best ever. Bestest ever. 
Words are hard. Maybe my lips are still swollen. Who knows? I do have some paranormal in the news. Bless up. This one comes to us from WWLP.com, 22 News. And the headline is, Paranormal TV Crew Detects Human Remains and the State Police Investigate. This is from May 10th. 2021. In East Bridgewater, Massachusetts, the Massachusetts State Police conducted an investigation after a crew from a paranormal investigation television television show detected human remains under the floor of an unfinished basement. According to the Massachusetts State Police, members of the State Police, can we say State Police anymore? Special Emergency Response Team a.k.a. CERT, uh, excavated part of an unfinished basement of a three-story building after a cadaver dog. I'm, I'm assuming this is the former Ghost Nation going and now the new Ghost Hunters because they always have cadaver dogs. And ground-penetrating sonar from a paranormal investigation team detected an anomaly underground. Oh, and it is Massachusetts. I totally bet it's there. On April 29th, troopers from the State Police Special Emergency Response Team... uh, Spoiler alert, guys. So if you don't want to know the ending of this... um, Just spoiler alert. Okay. On April 29th, troopers from the State Police Special Emergency Response Team or CERT, excavated several feet down in the ground and found no human remains. CERT did find a large amount of groundwater that was later determined by a private ground radar contractor that the flowing groundwater most likely caused the detection of human remains. Hmm. So, hashtag goals... Why someday I want to show on the Discovery Networks because then I can afford ground penetrating radar because that would be, you know, every time I watch that on shows, I'm just kind of like, you know, this is kind of like if you, you've you never had a baby and you look at a, um, a sonogram photo and they're like, oh, look at my baby. And you're like, I don't see a baby in this picture at all. <laughs> <laughs> or it's and like, yep. because... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, it's like there's people being like, I found Jesus in my chicken nugget, and they sell it on eBay for like $9,000. Literally. (laughs) The other reason I want a show on the Discovery Networks is because all the talent gets badass Shark Week swag mailed to their house every year before (laughs) Shark Week. That's why I want a show on the Discovery Networks. First and foremost. (laughs) Swag. That's all I'm in it. Every time I say it, I'm like, listen, just give me free. I don't even want. I'm not even the guy who's like, just give me a free car. Give me uh, this. Give me. I'm not like that. Give me an eight pack of ugly. Give me a (laughs) t-shirt. Give me anything that holds zero value and I will be so satisfied with it. That's it. Give me a poster. Give me like a pop toy. Anything under yeah. $20, <laughs> and I'm going to be rolling around like a pig in shit. I'm going to be so happy about it. You are easy like Sunday morning, sir. I need the big bucks along <laughs> with the Shark Week well, yeah. swag box. <laughs> you pay me for that deal. That's the thing. It's like, okay, if you if I get a, if, if I get a movie deal and then I get like the Oscar screeners along with that, I'm going to be like, cool, this money is fantastic. But now I get to watch right. all these movies from, from my house. 
know, I'm going to chase Abe around the house with this little... Oh, speaking of the grandson, I have a new grandson. Oh. I forgot to tell you that last week, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Look at us. Oh, yes. Hayes Arthur. Arthur is after my dad, who who's the reason why I'm in the paranormal. So Aww. he's a delight, guys. I'll That's post a amazing. picture of him in the uh, the Insta stories for you. He's a little nugget, and he's so cute. Okay. Aww. So we've got shit we're watching on TV. Check. <laughs> Check. Kitsy p- pimping all her shit. Check. Oh, no. Uncheck. Check out this new shirt I'm wearing that... Uh, KJ May says paranormal chicks rule. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's right. You can get that at pxroad.com <laughs> under merch. Love it. Okay. Give me all of it. Check. Check. <laughs> Swag check. You got a book on Amazon. <laughs> I'd rather talk oh, to dead people. Shit, I do. Check. <laughs> yep. Check it out. Amazon, barnesandnoble.com. <laughs> I'd rather talk to dead people. Um, but I believe you go first, storytelling-wise, sir. Check. <laughs> Check. Oh, where am, where's my browser? Oh, where's my browser? Okay. Um, Did you say Massachusetts or Connecticut a couple minutes ago? Massachusetts. Oh, okay. I was, I was like, man, how serendipitous of you. But it's Connecticut. Apparently, I'm not on that vibe today. Sorry. We, were, we, we were not on the same wavelength. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, so this comes from uh, damnedconnecticut.com, well, damnedct.com, uh, and this was interesting. I hadn't heard of this before, and I'm going to be real honest. I was scrolling through what stories I want to do, and then the name of this actually jumped out at me, and I was like, there's no way we haven't done this before because this name alone is, uh, is amazing. Uh, and so this is the story of Connecticut legend... Hannah Crana, a.k.a. the Wicked Witch of Monroe. Oh, fuck. Love it. I live in Monroe County, so I love it even more. Oh, yeah. So this is, uh, this is a quick, quick but also deep dive into Hannah Crana. So unlike other supposed witches, the story of Hannah Hovey, who apparently picked up the nickname Hannah Crana while she was still alive, doesn't culminate at the end of a hangman's noose or in ashes around a stake. She lived a fairly comfortable life on her property near Cutler's Farm Road in Monroe, dying of natural causes at the age of 77, which is an interesting number because 77 is the divine number. Yeah, very interesting. Yes. Uh, But obviously her life wasn't exactly ordinary or she wouldn't have been known to this day for allegedly dabbling in the black arts. Uh, according to most, I like her already. Oh, by the way, she seems like a wonderful person. According to most accounts, her reputation as a witch didn't begin until the demise of her husband, the good Captain Joseph Hovey, an event with which Hannah was rumored to have somehow been involved. The tale goes that one night Captain Hovey went out for a simple walk and somehow toppled over a cliff, resulting in his untimely demise. Oopsies! Whoops, wasn't me. Not believing that Captain Hovey could have been the victim of an unfortunate accident, whispers started that Hannah had somehow bewitched him, causing him to become so dazed and confused that he inadvertently fell to his death. See, that's the problem with this CBD shit. I'm just saying. 
You get so relaxed, the next thing you know, you're toppling down. <laughs> JK, guys. JK. I uh-huh. do the CBD. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hannah, whose shrewish, beha- shrewish behavior apparently hadn't exactly endeared her to others while Captain Hovey was alive, became more, even more loathsome after she became a widow. She often insisted that her neighbors give her free food and firewood, and if they didn't immediately comply, she relied on her witchy reputation to threaten them. Well, you know, <clears throat> she maybe these people have some boundary issues. I'm not blaming her yet. I'm not. No, I'm not blaming her. It reminds me of Shrek. Like, Shrek was a nice guy, and he leaned into his ogre-like appearance to keep people away from him. Yep. (laughs) Everyone loves Shrek. When one local (laughs) farmer's (laughs) wife allegedly tried to deny her a fresh-baked pie, Hannah cursed her, so the story goes, and the poor woman was never able to bake again. (laughs) Another story tells of how after catching a man fishing for trout in a brook on her property without her permission, Hannah laid a curse on him and he never caught another fish again. Class, this is great. Maybe your luck ran out. Yeah, maybe you're just an asshole. Over the years... (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, well said. Other such incidents demonstrating her otherworldly prowess supposedly occurred, solidifying her infamy with and power over the locals. From her house on Craig Hill, allegedly guarded by snakes, she helped those (laughs) who venerated her and poured down misery on those who crossed her. Ultimately, though, it was her demise and the odd events surrounding her burial that truly cemented her legend. It seems that Hannah kept a rooster named Old Boreas, which some suspected was her familiar. Shortly shortly after the cock crowded its last, Hannah told a neighbor that her end was also near, saying, quote, my coffin must be carried by hand to the graveyard and I must not be buried before sundown. Hannah Crana died the next day. Ooh. As it was snowy, a at well, okay. Uh, <laughs> as it was snowing heavily, the locals decided that rather than follow her instructions, it would be easier to pull her casket across the snow oh, on a sled. She had one request, but you had one job, You'd, people. One. You had a single job. Uh, but as the procession started toward the cemetery, the coffin came off the sled and slid all the way back to her front door. They tried again, <laughs> but met they with... They all over again. Do it again, and then they were met with more trouble. So rather than further incur the supernatural wrath of Hannah Crana, they decided to carry her to the graveyard. Uh, well, duh. <laughs> like she asked. After much struggling, they eventually got the old witch into her grave just after sunset. Happy to be finally rid of her, they returned to Hannah's home only to discover it completely engulfed in flames in the snow. Oh my god. This is this is their karma for not at, dying yeah. wish. It was her dying wish, people. Yep. <sighs> Single job. Uno Uno job. Uh, mm-hmm. obviously that only served to burn Hannah Crana, the wicked witch of Moreau, into their minds forever. 
And like with any good legend, there are stories that still revolve around her today. The most popular of which is that from time to time, the specter of a mysterious woman will suddenly appear in the middle of Spring Hill Road, causing an unfortunate driver to swerve, lose control of his car, and eventually his life as he crashes into the gravestone of Hannah Crana. Those are probably all the descendants of the motherfuckers who didn't who did her fulfill. dirty. Her dying wish did her dirty. Yep. Yes. I don't say that often enough. <laughs> it's so good. Did me dirty. Uh, of course, Hannah's gravestone is up on the hill overlooking the road and would require a spectacular aerial crash that would put evil Knievel <laughs> to shame. For fuck's sake. But why let that get in the way of a good urban legend? And that's uh, the story of Hannah Crana in a very brief nutshell and here's the moral of the story people stop making up shit pay attention to what snakes were guarding her house one person walked up to that motherfucking house and there was one snake because she probably loved nature and didn't want to kill the snake and they're like oh my god bitches got snakes guarding her whole goddamn witch cottage i hate people yeah i just love that she basically leaned into like Hey, her husband disappeared. She must be a witch. They didn't have enough evidence. So she was like, I'm going to lean into it and be like, hey, can I have some bread? And someone's like, no. And she's like, well, have fun sleeping tonight because I'm going to curse your white ass. And then that's like. Literally, we're back to intention. She put that intention in that motherfucker's head. And because he was weak. And couldn't think for himself. Everything was going to go wrong because this marvelous, intelligent, wonderful woman scared the pants off him. Yeah. I mean, the dude was walking at night near a cliff, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Dumbass. Like, how are we making the, that the connection? How are the dots connecting that this dude who decided to go he on a leisurely... drunk st- as fuck, too. Was it was hammered. back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. We don't wear his. What, what are his whereabouts? Captain Hovey. Captain Hovey, he was at the pub getting shmammered. Yo ho, yo ho. <laughs> Speaking of Orlando. <laughs> he was wasted. He slipped on a rock and he fell. And she, like the boss she was, leaned into it and got a bunch of free shit. You know, a girl's got to do what a girl's. Gotta do, especially when she's all of a sudden widowed because her husband is a dipshit. Yeah. I just love so much that this does go, like like you said, intention. That this person who was like, you're not going to catch another fish again, you monster of a man. And he's like, oh no, I'm not catching fish. He probably did it to himself. He probably never even went fishing again. No. It's all intention. So he doesn't know. It's like, sir, if you're going to walk up to the, to the, the creek... Where you had all your luck that you got clearly scared away from. Where are you going that probably A, has less fish, and B, if you're if you're standing at the edge of this creek going, well, I'm definitely not going to catch any fish today, you're probably not going to catch any fucking fish. <laughs> Literally. <sighs> okay, group. All y'all weirdos, including me and Nick, we have to stop being the sheep. 
We need to think for ourselves. We need to set our own intentions and give no fucks about whatever else is going on. Yeah. No fucks. Well, I mean, pay attention, have manners, all the the normal human being stuff. But we're not going to fall for that shit. Yeah. It's what I'm saying. Pretty I much. just, I, I, <laughs> ah, the good old days. I wish that we could go back to that instead of people using their so-called intentional witchery for evil, where like the equivalent of that is going to somebody and being like, well, you're going to lose all your Instagram followers. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I've lost three today. I'm losing all my followers. Who cares? Literally, that's what, if if this were happening nowadays, that's what it would be. And then they wouldn't check their Instagram because they wouldn't want to see how many followers they lost. So they weren't updating their Instagram. So they're losing more followers. People, it's not, it's, don't even, I'm already started. Okay. So Nick's got stuff to do. Commercials, people. Commercial break. Buy some stuff and some things. Thank you. Your favorite TV show is going to get canceled. <laughs> Damn it, Oddity Files did. Son of a bitch. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we, we talk about our pets all the time, and we kind of love our pets a little too much, just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to amazon.com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book, I'd Rather Talk to Dead People where I tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far. If you've watched the TV show Oddity Files on Amazon Prime or YouTube, this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost-effective there, and this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads 
a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny, this new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's the letter X. This all-female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of ten, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. Not every haunting is driven by evil. It happens even in the most mundane of places. Down the block, around the corner, and sometimes in our own homes. Paranormal Crossroad is here to bridge the gap between the living and the dead. Are you living through a haunting at home? or at work? Do you need answers? Contact the all-female paranormal research team today. Go to pxroad.com to get the answers you seek. No, it didn't. And we're back. <laughs> oh, my 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 chest, my chest cavity is <laughs> collapsing. I think you needed a good laugh, sir. Oh, everything's just so tight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Need to shove vitamins in places. <laughs> in your veins. Shove them in shove your veins. veins. Pea radioactive orange and yellow. Okay, I'm going to tell you the story about the Zangbeto, which was recommended to me to do a story by Mark Galloway. He is on our our Facebook fan group, which is just Oddity Files fan group. Um, I will say, I I haven't done this in a hot minute, but I totally wrote my story last minute. So there's a lot of names I can't pronounce in here. And that story goes (laughs) a little something like this. Okay, the Zang Beto, Beto are the traditional voodoo guardians of the night among the Ogu and the Igun people of Benin, Togo, and Nigeria. A traditional police and security institution, the Zangbito cult is charged with the maintenance of law and order and ensures safety and security within the Ogu communities. They're highly revered and act as unofficial police force patrolling the streets, especially in the night watching over the people, their properties, and tracking down criminals, and presenting them to the community to punish. Originally created to scare the enemy away, Zangbeto will wander the streets to detect thieves and witches, that was a burp, excuse me, and to protect the law and order. Bum, bum. The Zangbeto takes on a covering made of it made from an intricate mass of tiny strands of hay. So picture, is Thing the one from the Adams Family that's all hair? Cousin It. Cousin It. So picture that, but it's made out of hay or raffia. So it's just like this hay pile with a person underneath it that just kind of walks around and spins in circles like a, uh, 
uh, car wash. It's kind of magical because sometimes they color the hay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I did. Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> okay. So let's see. They're able to fall into a trance, which, according to voodoo tradition, enables their bodies to be inhabited by spirits who possess special knowledge of the actions of people. However, the Ogu legend tells that there are no humans under the costume, only spirits of the night. Bum, bum. Oh. Um, they are said to be from a secret society, which can only be strictly attended by the Zangbito or voodoo worshippers and devotees. Zangbito is deemed to have spiritualistic and magical abilities, such as swallowing splinters of glass without coming to any harm and scaring away even witches. There's our Zen, as we've both got a lot of witches in our story. Yeah, we do. In a trance, the Zangbito are said to evoke a power that inhibited the earth long before the appearance of man and provides such a source of wisdom and continuity of the Ogu people. There are various narratives about the origin of the Zangbito masked cult. They are partly anchored to the Ogu belief in reincarnation and believe that spirits of ancestors can assume forms of human beings in order to interact with the living. There is, however, the story of a young man named, and this is where I'm going to struggle. I'm going to spell it first, and then I'm just going to call him T.A. So it's T-E-A-G-B-A-N-L-I-N. So T.A.'s from Agbom T. Abalalin. No, he's from Agbom. And T.A. was said to be the son of Zerarijibi, sure, brother of King Alada, who migrated to Porta Nova as a professional farmer in search of new farmlands in the 17th century. When he came to settle in Porto Nova around 1684, he met some local natives. And according to this account, as further narrated by Chief Francis Agoyan, an Ogu community leader in Macaco, Lagos State. So Chief Francis, I'm sorry I butchered your last name. I, I, if you hear this, okay. <laughs> T.A. asked the chief of the village of Akon for a piece of land to settle, even if just large enough to accommodate the antelope skin he had to lay on, which was just about the size of his body. When he was granted freedom of choice, he instead cut the antelope skin into tiny shreds, joined them together to make a long rope with which he encircled a vast portion of land on which he built a huge edifice. His name, T.A., because I don't want to spell it again, is actually a nickname meaning antelope. Um, he was tall and lanky, so to ward off wild animals and human invaders from this isolation, he designed and made stands in which he would place animal hides on or would sometime wear the hides himself so predators would think they were living animals to stand guard. And then with a horn of an antelope, he made a trumpet-like device, which he blew, to produce terrifying sounds that scared men and beasts away. Huh. The antelope horn later became the distinguished mark of the Zangbito. 
It was from this single act of ingenuity and creativity by our friend T.A. that the idea of an institutionalized community security organization with Azo as its main symbol emerged, which later became Zangbato. It literally means man of the night, which indicates that Zangbito initially operated at night. However, with the development of society and the emergence of more complex organizational and social structures, other elements of the Ogu sociocultural values, including their religious beliefs, were incorporated into Zangbito to give it its present form. It was believed, for an instance, that the spirits of ancestors inhabited the entity Zanho, built by T.A., transforming the Zangbito with mobility and supernatural powers. So allegedly, I mean, didn't get into it with the story, but it sounds like these, you know, through Chinese telephone over hundreds and thousands of years that these animal structures he would make would move on their own. Mm. So today, Zangbito serves as an agent of socialization through communication and crime prevention through vigilanteism. So it's not a sanctioned form of policing, but it's still there. It brokers peace through meditation, resolves issues of conflict among parties, and enforces judgments through coercion. It also secures items and property from vandals through its various symbols. So it kind of went by the wayside, except for there's a bunch of them that are supposed to be out there guarding uh, some of the, the, uh, it's not the rainforest out there. What's the word I'm looking for? So the woods. We'll call it the woods in Nigeria, unless there's a rainforest in Nigeria. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I read a couple articles. Um, but it's being cut down by the man, motherfuckers, <laughs> and the Zangbito are actually going out and policing these woods because a lot of it's been replanted by private parties, and they're trying to protect, you know, what's left of what was there and these new trees as well. But now they have a festival celebrating the Zangbito, and one of the articles I read. Um, they were interviewing some of the natives there, and they're like, um, well, we really think that they should come back because um, they're calling the government corrupt. I mean, who who would have thought? <laughs> corrupt government? No. <laughs> but one of them was quoted to say, as the traditional police and court of the people, the Zangbito handles such cases as theft. That's from Satin Idwo. Not even going to try. You were so strongly, close. Yeah, in the spiritual powers. He said, everyone fears the Zangbito, and you can get in trouble if you go against the rules. So while turning Zangbito and other traditional fingers, figures fingers reduces the burden on authorities, the resort to mob justice against suspected criminals with some beaten to death is widely seen in Nigeria as an indication of the loss of faith in the police and justice system. As crime rises, some people say the traditional institutions like the Zangbito should be revived, even though the majority of Nigerians are Christian or Muslim, traditional beliefs may remain strong. 
Uh, some have even suggested in the face of widespread corruption, authorities should take their oath of office by swearing to traditional gods rather than with the Bible or the Quran. Certain gods are seen as capable of dispensing instant justice by striking offenders with thunder and lightning. You know, maybe we should do that everywhere. Yeah. Instead of swearing on the Bible, you swear to these gods, it'll kill you in a heartbeat. Yeah. I mean, there's so many, if we're talking Greek, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've got anyone to choose from. Um, My wingmen were Wikipedia, some random article that I think was like a thesis or something I came across um, on the Google written by Dominic, Dominic Oker, who is a PhD in Cultural Anthropology Institute of African Studies, University of Ibadan, Ibadan, Nigeria. And nationalpost.com. That's awesome. Thanks, Mark. I love that stuff because it is a reminder that even things specifically, I mean, look at things like uh, Deus, Deus Dos Muertos, the Day of the Dead, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things culturally in New Orleans and a lot of voodoo rituals and practices in Africa. If you look at all of those things and you compare legends and lore and uh, the way that things sort of happen, it's a reminder that a lot of these things are created and exist for a sole purpose uh, and have some sort of background, commentary on society, sociopolitical commentary, whatever it is. It's important to look at the history of a lot of these paranormal things, these oddities, these things that we can't understand or explain and know that there is a history behind them and a purpose um, that is usually there and usually exists. We just refuse to to look into it. It's the same way as looking at like a work of fiction. Oh, the work of fiction is yeah. inspired by something that is true. Uh, we're seeing it a lot now where the commentaries exist within the, 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 the work of fiction, but it's embedded in reality uh, and the best stories are the ones that you don't see at surface level, but the more you dig into the story and the characters and the actual narrative, you realize, okay, this is saying something. And that goes for legends, paranormal, all that st- oddities, all that stuff. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's important well to remember that. It is. It truly is. I, I, I like to learn about shit I, I had no clue. And voodoo has always been a little bit of an obsession of mine. Why? I don't know. I just, I love New Orleans. I, I, I learned so much in New Orleans. And then I met Mo here at the voodoo shop here in Bloomington, who actually took the time and explained what voodoo was to me. And it's, it's, it's just a religion with an amazing culture behind it. And it's, beautiful yeah. and I, i'll step off my soapbox read a quick listener story and then we'll get on our way kids so this one was sent in and it says hi guys jamie here i've been binge listening to the podcast for about two months and i'm finally caught up oh god it only takes two months <laughs> <clears throat> we need to get more episodes i'm just kidding <laughs> i absolutely love it missing clayton but i love 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 Kitsy and Nick. Hey. I love the fan group page. Also, everyone is amazing. Okay, let me get to my story. 
<laughs> of course, I had to put in all the ass kissing. I didn't need to. But that'll definitely get you brownie points, people. Okay, this happened <laughs> the summer when I was 12 years old. My sister, who was 9 or 10, and I were at home because mom and dad thought we were old enough to stay home alone while we, they were at work. We, of course, had chores to do. I was in the kitchen washing dishes. I saw a white floating mist out of the corner of my right eye. It didn't really have a shape that I could tell. It didn't I didn't turn to look at it. It just I just kept looking at it out of the corner of my eye. It was like it was walking down the hall and turning the corner to come into the kitchen. It came into the kitchen and the light went off. I thought maybe it would flicker, you know, the way spirits do, but I looked up and the light switch that was right next to me and it was completely turned off. The light switch was flipped down. These were weird light switches too. My dad had put in all the rooms of the house. They had a little glowing orange light in it when they were turned off. I remember those. Mm -hmm. I did ask my sister if she had done it and she said it wasn't her. She was in the living room fixing the vacuum. I turned the light back on and finished the dishes. I was more afraid of my parents getting mad because the chores weren't done than I was afraid of the ghosts. And then she says, one more quick small story. My mom passed away in 1994 when I was 16. She never got to meet either of my kids. Well, meet them here on earth. My, sp my son was born in 1998 and my daughter in 2003. One night when my daughter was around three, she came to my bed in the middle of the night to cuddle up and sleep with me. She smelled in all caps, exactly how I remember my mom smelling. She smelled like the Estee Lauder perfume she wore that I can't for the life of me remember the name of, she said. <laughs> and the oil of Olay lotion she wore every day. You just don't forget those smells. I sniff around my daughter trying to pinpoint where the scent was coming from and her daughter's probably like, Mom, what are you doing? Um, but it just seemed to be all around her. My thoughts are that my mom did meet my children, after all. She must have been cuddled up with my daughter right before she crawled into bed with me. Thank you for all of your amazing podcasts. It has been really helping me get through my days. I'm also listening to the Get Scared podcast. Feel free to cut the story short if you need to. Thank you again, your fan, Jamie Marie. And the, the name of this um, this email was The Energy Conserving Ghost. Oh. That was beautiful. I love it. I, listen, I love a good one-two punch of a story. So, Jamie Marie, yes. thank you for this gift you have shared with us. Yes. <laughs> and the rest of you, share your fucking stories. Yeah. Watch fucking stories. Send your fucking stories. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. Urban legends, the stories the sitter used to tell you that would scare you to death and then your mom would be pissed because you were sleeping with her for the next yes. week. Those are the stories. We Let want. us dissect them. It's, it's much easier to dissect a story that is not one that is personal and close to your heart. So if it's a legend, we can connect some dots and we can dissect it and we can you know have some fun with it. So anything goes. Just send it in. Just like Hannah Canary's story. Hannah <laughs> Canary. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Hannah Canary. What was it? Hannah Canna. Hannah Canna. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but huge shout out to our podcast Patreon executive producers Doug Maldenlock, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. 
I am Kitsy Duncan. Weird is the new cool. Oh, that was so radio friendly. I am Nick Floyd. Ghost on. There it is. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden-Lock, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate, review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller.